INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. Uh, well, I'm actually doing a little bit of research for the, the podcast. I'm out here on a fact-finding mission about uh, gangsterism and cronyism and salt and uh, minerals, mineral water. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an anti-fluoride thing. Is that what you're doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, well, you know, I'm, I'm big on the anti-F community. And <laughs> I've... I think you can tell us about your adventures in the bathhouse now. I think we're ready to hear. Yes. The... Oh, yeah. So I met this guy, and he told me about <laughs> this thing. It's called, can you help me out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you and, know, you, we know you love helping. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, you know, it was like a thing of like I get, I helped him out, and he helped me out, and I feel better. Like I feel looser. I feel right. It's like getting a massage, right? It's like yeah, it's, a, it, it's, it's exact. It's literally what it is. Is just getting a massage. <laughs> a very specific massage. What, what could what could be wrong with that? I haven't been to a bathhouse yet, but I have been to the gangster museum. Oh. There's a oh. there's a rich there's a rich history of gangsterism here in Hot Springs, Arkansas. That maybe we're going to learn about at the end of the podcast. A, oh, a seedy underbelly, if you will. Once again, Mike with the teaser. A seedy underbelly is actually very less seedy. It just it's really in a lot of ways. It's the uh, libertarian utopia i've always dreamed of (laughs) it's either that or the final stage of late stage capitalism man you just you just look really smart you Mm -hmm. got a lot smarter looking when you said that thank you i i thought you had glasses on for a minute when you said that it was Mm -hmm. strange Mm -hmm. i've got some killer memes that i'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) have some killer memes that i'm gonna vocalize at the end of this episode right Uh, but I, I am up here uh, just having a little little trip with, with the, the wife and the in-laws here at mm-hmm. the uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas. And it's, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty lovely out here. A little chilly today, but it's mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty pretty nice place. There's a lake nearby. There's bathhouses nearby. There's old hotels. I bought a, a, a vinyl of uh, the Planet of the Apes soundtrack, an original, unopened... No way. Jerry Goldsmith recording, Gatefold of the Planet of the Apes soundtrack uh, that I'm very very excited to listen to when I get home and scream lines from the movie that I don't think my (laughs) wife's going to like so much. Give us an example. Uh, Just, you know... Well, I don't mean scream, but uh, you know my favorite line that I like to look at when I... When uh, the, when Zira and and uh, and Cornelius Zira says you look she's like at the end of the movie uh, Charlton Heston gets to shave Zira the ape says you look so ridiculous you look so ugly without a without a facial hair and uh, Charlton Heston goes on my planet only the children grow their 
face hair out long. <laughs> and I always, I remember as a kid going like, ah, oh, that's weird. Like children don't grow out face hair, but really like, no, they do. That's, it is kind of a, yeah. it is kind of a little kid move in a lot of are, ways. Are you saying that because you have facial hair grown out? Yeah. Cause I'm young fucking, I'm fucking kid. I'm baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. They call me baby boy. Like, they call it at face the bath hair. House, at the bathhouse. They call me baby boy. <laughs> Hey, baby boy, can you come help me out? <laughs> yeah. what, is, what does your that wife sure do thing. when you're at the bathhouse? She waits in the car. <laughs> no, she's Just she's in, she's got in she's, constant denial. She's getting her tarot read and uh, Ooh. Reiki. A lot of Reiki. She's at the Reiki oh, yeah. house. She's getting rolfed and raked. <laughs> hey, was Planet of the Apes after? Omega Man? Is that what it was called? No, Omega no, Man? Omega Man, then Planet of the Apes. I mean, okay. in the chronology, if they're all, you know, in the in the uh, CHU, the Charlton Heston universe. In his life, in his lifetime. Yeah, in, in his the, lifetime, in the... they are, uh, he made Planet of the Apes first. But in the oh, CHU, yeah, but in the CHU, it would definitely be, let me think, it would be Soylent Green, then the Omega Man, then Planet of the Apes. I feel like he was cooler in... The Omega Man than he was in Planet of the Apes. Yeah, like I, I would, I would imagine that he was getting. Yeah, he was a bit I more think he, like he was a bit more like right wingy in uh, Planet of the Apes. Like he was kind of like, I hate this planet. I'm tired of everything. He watches Woodstock in the Omega Man over and over, right? Yeah, it's like his nightly entertainment. That's weird that he was like the sci-fi star of his era. Yeah, <laughs> like that was. Those are all like the biggest of big budget sci-fi movies. Well, I think because they didn't make biblical movies anymore. He did the biblical movies that were like the biggest of big budget movies, and they stopped making those. So he transitioned into sci-fi. Well, and how did he? So this is hey, the hey, thing. Hey, that... hey, 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 <laughs> kinda, kinda, same difference. Ooh, <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> what about that? What about that? Um, Did you ever think about that? I'm my mind is blown. I mean, you had me yep. when you, when you said late stage capitalism. I thought, well, here's mm-hmm. a here's a man of the of the intelligentsia. I I admire his brilliance, and now and now I can see that you you see the world in a way that Kevin and I can only hope to someday. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You can't I, you can't see it because we're on Zoom. You can see my face, but I'm sitting on a a tall stool. <laughs> if my my feet don't touch the ground they're kind mm-hmm. of resting on the leg the little mid legs of the stool sure oh, right and i'm wearing a leather jacket not like a motorcycle jacket but like a hipster leather cool jacket i have a beret a smoking on jacket yeah smoking jacket i have a beret on your standard beret and i'm 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 moving my face off screen to take drags of my cigarette religion and science fiction <laughs> same difference if you ask me <laughs> <laughs> come back to my dorm room i want to show you something i need, I need some help <laughs> you ever seen this video yeah. it's pretty I disturbing need you, i need you to help me out in my dorm room <laughs> i was gonna ask uh in the omega man and this is something that i think y'all will be able to answer is what i'm gonna ask he speeds around la right in that like, uh-huh. how much do you think it cost them? Because they, they did clear the streets for him to do that, right? They shot that all on Christmas Day. What? I mean, that would make sense. All the driving around stuff? Way. No, I'm just making that up. Yeah, I don't, uh-huh. I don't know. That's a good question. Well, they shot, that's how they shot um, Night of the Comet. Night of the Comet. They, yeah. they shot a lot of that on Christmas Day. I didn't know that. I don't know much about movies, though. That's why you guys have to ask you guys questions. 
I'm sure, sure. I bet they probably did, like, just shut down streets and stuff like that. When you're dealing with a Charlton Heston, you know, movie, money is no object. Did they spend a lot of money on that movie? I'm sure for the time they spent. This is a studio movie, so I'm sure they, I mean, they probably spent more money on him than anything else. But Probably gray makeup. The gray makeup budget was probably yeah, yeah. off the charts. Well, you know, it was a real big deal because he, he gets a big old uh, Charlton, Mr. NRA has a big, big old sloppy kiss with a, a black lady. That's like a real big yeah. deal back then. That was like a pretty, like people were pretty, pretty upset about that. They were like, I think they're, I, you know, that was like in the what, the late sixties, probably. Oh, Mega Man. Yeah, there's no way that was seventies. It was Seventy-one. Seventy-one. Really? Well, right. when's, when's it was probably filmed uh, in sixty-seven. Though they probably had to put it in the can. Planet of, of the Apes. Yeah, probably put it in Planet of the Apes. I want to say is sixty-eight. Okay, well. I bet there were still. I bet there were. Huh. I bet there were theaters in the South that were like, "Nah, we're not. We're not playing this." Yeah. You know, I have no doubt that that happened. Probably the same theaters that wouldn't show our gang shorts. Probably not. Hey, I had a, I had a, if, an interesting uh, our gang thought recently. Did you know mm-hmm. uh-huh. that the male leader of the our gang is an alpha alpha male alpha alpha male? male? <laughs> You alpha kid. alpha male? Wasn't that like alpha, your biggest? An alpha alpha male? <laughs> I, I saw you tweet that. Wasn't that like your biggest tweet in like years? Not years. Not years. <laughs> in minutes. But how is there not a product whose logo is just a silhouette of alpha alpha and his hair sticking up? Well, I do. I do like the alpha, idea alpha. of of Joe Rogan with with a, with he's got still bald, but he has just that one little cowlick sticking up. Mm-hmm. Darla. <laughs> Little did you know he was going to get shot by a, yeah. what, a furniture dealer who killed him. Some yeah, guy was, was, yeah, an argument over a dog or something. <laughs> That's right. Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with... I am Brian Camp. I'm gangster Sicky Malone. Mike Weeby. Coming to you from the hot, hot springs of Arkansas. So this week... We've got two news stories, an arts and culture story, and then Mike's got a new story in Get to Know Your Podcast. Yep. Well, no, um, this is a uh, this is my Charles Corralt. This is a Charles Corralting. Oh, Mike's got a new story for us in Tales from the Road. Yeah. On location. On location. Let's turn our attention to. And wouldn't you know it? His name was Sailor Man. And wouldn't <laughs> you know it? He helped me out real good. <laughs> wow, I'm on pins and needles. Why is there a sailor in a landlocked state? Well, his tattoos suggest that he's been on the sea for a long right. time. <laughs> I don't know what that innuendo means, but it's still funny. Is that and his insatiable appetite for help. <laughs> he said he needed help, and he said that only one person could help him clean his beard <laughs> so our first story comes to us no. from gizmodo oh i hear that's a that's a a magazine that's uh, like a news and technology blog it's like a magazine that's a little it's a well, little it's online uh, it's like it. a little troll guy with a humpback gizmodo mm-hmm. i am gizmodo let me help you master right. <laughs> don't, gizimodo don't get him wet on june 26th of this year a 65-year-old Japanese woman began corresponding over Instagram with a Russian cosmonaut 
who was on the International Space Station. Yuri. Uh, it doesn't say what his name is. Oh, okay. It was either Yuri or Boris. I think that was a very good, <laughs> very good Can you name guess. a third Russian name, Mike? I, I just, I'm just um, curious. Vladimir. That's it. <laughs> that's a good Yuri, one, though. Vladimir, and Boris. That's all they got over there. All right, that's all right. at least half the country. Yeah. A burgeoning romance began, and the cosmonaut soon professed his love for the woman. Oh. The couple agreed to get married when the cosmonaut returned to Earth. There was just <laughs> one catch. The cosmonaut said he was stuck on the International Space Station because he could not afford a return ticket on a rocket going back to Earth. That's my hero. <laughs> yeah, this is good. The, the woman this is your good. hero? No, this, no, this guy. This guy. <laughs> Sorry, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. <laughs> Please Let's send, listen, I'm stuck here. Please send some nudes. I just... It's so boring. I'm, I'm never going to get out of here. It's so boring. You're the only thing that gets me through. Just please send some nudes. The woman sent 4.4 million yen, or about $30,000 over five payments between August 19th and September 5th. Before she, finally, before she finally got suspicious of his demands for money and reported him to the police. She said she was convinced his stories were true because the space photos on his Instagram account... Because of the space photos on his Instagram account, <laughs> along with his knowledge of space agencies. But the International Space Station doesn't actually work like an airport. And yeah. the agencies like NASA spend about $50 million sending people into space. So oh, man, the fucking I, I know about space agencies, the fucking Federation, nothing but red tape, nothing but red tape. You gotta grease everyone's palms if you want to do anything. That's why half the time I just go over with the rebellion. I mean, you know, it's it's the com it's not gonna be comfortable, but it's gonna be it's gonna be easier. The 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 rebellion. So the Federation is in Star Trek, but the rebellion is in Star Wars. Uh huh. Yeah. Sure. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's all space. Well, I mean, that's the thing is you got it. You got to pit one against the other. And then, you know, uh, occasionally I just, sometimes when I'm too tired to drive, I just say, Hal, take the wheel. <laughs> From 2001? I, I don't know. I mean, no, uh, he's been around since the 70s, I think. <laughs> I hope every picture on, on his Instagram was just stills from Deep Space Nine. <laughs> 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 I'd make a Deep Space Nine joke if I knew any of the references. Chilling with my favorite bartender, Guinan. <laughs> make sure you temper. And he's just like putting, putting, putting like a like a like a like an octagon shaped coin into a weirdly shaped face. <laughs> so I don't think I need to say this, but the man was definitely not a cosmonaut. Meanwhile, what? I know, I know, shocking. He was Russian, but though. Meanwhile, sure. Japanese police say they are still investigating the crime. <laughs> mm. so how much so. is how much did she give? Four million yen. Four point four million yen, or about thirty thousand dollars. Thirty thousand. <laughs> That's about right for a space flight. Yeah. <laughs> Could you send a couple nudes to get me? You know, just to get us there. I'll get dropped. I'll get dropped off at your prefecture. <laughs> I mean, she's she's sixty five years old. I what? I mean, there's something so, for everybody. Oh well, yeah, that's true. I'm not shaming her for if she did say good and for her. And the thing is, you know, if if she spent any time in space, 
then the time shit it just works different up there that's true you do age more slowly in you space. age <sighs> slowly or quicker i don't know it's a profound misunderstanding of <laughs> i've read the forever war i know what happens <laughs> There's a bunch of shit. You fly back and everybody's older or whatever. And I don't know. What is the Forever War? Book about Alderman or something? Yeah, it's, it's just a yeah. sci-fi book about fighting wars in space and the, how long it takes to get from A to B and you get back and everything's all different. And oh, we did a story yeah, about yeah. that guy. I remember. I did thought that was the Steel something rat, right? What's the... Oh, no, Harry, the Stainless yeah. Steel rat is, is Harry Harrison. It's the same guy, right? right? Oh, no, that's, that's the same that's, guy? You know, I'm related yeah. to that guy. You're related to Harry Harrison. You're not related to everybody with the same last <laughs> yeah. name. You don't. That's Harry not Harrison, the way that works. George Harrison. Well, I'm, Harrison related, I'm related to Indiana Jones. We all have the same mom. <laughs> I'm related to Han Solo. The Forever War is by Joe Haldeman. It's a good. I I, I do recommend that book. It's pretty fun. And uh, yeah, because there's a bunch of banging old Japanese ladies in it. <laughs> that's, why it really, that's why it relates to this story. That's <laughs> good reporting. But that when he's writing about it, he talks about his, I think his pixelated dick went into her pixelated pussy. Oh, no. <laughs> Mike is making a reference to Japanese pornography. But with enough money, apparently, you can have somebody unscramble that. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> from space. Jail term. That's how I spent, oh, four, that's how, why I spent 4 million yen. <laughs> the $30,000 wow. to unscramble yeah. porn <laughs> Well, I hope I hope they catch this. If this guy isn't in outer space, that's a real dick move. <laughs> well, you know, they talked about that in that, you know, most astronauts don't really or, or cosmonauts for that matter, don't really have enough time to be on Instagram for very long. Why? Oh, I'm too busy fucking doing floating flips and shit. Right. Too busy. What do you what do you do? There's nothing to do once you're up there. I bet they all help themselves out at least once. <laughs> they help each other out. Yeah, See what that's like. Hey, Sally Ride, live up to your last name. Oh my! Ouch. What? Oh, that's <laughs> an American on. hero, sir. I've yeah, said worse uh, things than no, that. No, that's that <laughs> is over the line. <laughs> she, is she still alive? She's okay, right? No, she she died recently, fairly recently, last couple of years. Right, but on planet Earth. Like like I explained in the story, once they send you up there, they can't leave you up there. Oh, so it's like round trip only. You have to get the return ticket. That's a scam. Yeah, she died in 2012, so she died a while ago. But yeah, there are some uh, Russian missions where they seemingly sent some people up with not a lot of plans to get them back, and then they died in space. Was Sally Ride's life cut short by the time she spent in space? That's a oh. question. That's what you still need to figure out. Mm -hmm. Now, Buzz Aldrin's like a thousand years old, and he's still pun punching dudes in the face. They seem to be yes. very healthy and very. Uh, oh well, she did cut die kind of young. She died around sixty one. Yeah, from what? Oh. Syphilis. I can't. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh wait, death. Space uh, syphilis. Seventeen month battle with pancreatic cancer. Ooh. Oh, that sucks. Okay, mm -hmm. well maybe I shouldn't have made that joke. Yeah. Good job, go. Michael. I'll take. I take it back. I take it back. I still remember what she said when she was launched into space for the first time. What did she say? She made reference to a theme park and said, this is an e-ticket ride, I believe. Is what she oh, said. That, you used to have, so there used to be different levels of ticket, of VIP tickets at Disney World. That's what that, the e-ticket was the one that you got to the front of the line. 
I thought it was just for action rides where the e-tickets, like Space Mountain was an e-ticket ride. Just what kind of rides? Like the action rides, like the the exciting rides. Like the oh, maybe. Like both Flume One and Flume Two at Six Flags would be an e-ticket. Yeah. Whereas the Casa Magneta was just a probably a, ticket. a D ticket, yeah. Yeah. Still pretty good though. That orange when it rolls uphill freaks me out every time. Glad we could describe rides no one listening has ever heard of. Well, Casa, Casa Magneta is a house that is uh, apparently built on a number of ley lines mm-hmm. at Six Flags. And so when you go in there, the rules of uh, physics and gravity don't apply to it. And it's you can tell that there's some sort of, you know, otherworldly energy involved in there. And, you know, inevitably there's a there's a tour guide that takes you through there. You know, there's a petrified orange, and it rolls uphill. It's 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 horribly frightening. Um, Are you talking about one of those mystery spots? It's a mystery. That's it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Yeah. It is. It is at Six Flags, which you know, it's also a mystery where you can get a pink thing in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Glad we can make a reference to something from five episodes ago that nobody had ever heard of five episodes no, ago. There's there is somebody who was just somebody, so excited. Yeah. Now it's salivating. They're driving in their truck and all of a sudden they're, yeah. just like, they're so good. I can't stop. I gotta have one. Yeah. Do you think they sell them at the state fair? Have you guys been to the state fair anytime mm, recently? I haven't been to the state fair. Yeah, not in like ten years. I would go. Good but I probably want to just meet a pig <laughs> and look at what I got here. I got I got a pig here for you. No. Listeners, you're in for a treat. You're in for a oh, treat. Oh, man. You took the dog? This is Happy. This is a Boston Terrier. Oh, it's Terrier. a different dog. So, okay, hey, I'm happy. sorry. She sounds like a pig. You got crazy eyes. She does have crazy eyes because she's crazy. Our next story comes to us from Yorkshire Live. Mm. Oh. That's where they make <laughs> the Terriers. And I'm just going to say, I don't know how this story is going to go, but this was one of my favorite stories to read ever. Oh, cool. Mine? The Bible. <laughs> it's almost that good. We'll just we'll see. We'll let you compare at the end. Man's heavenly creation all the way till his brutal demise. From start to finish, Alpha to Omega. For weeks now, a man in Yorkshire, England, has been tormented because late into the night, someone is opening the mail slot in his front door and shouting, Porridge! <laughs> Who is this hero that's doing this? (laughs) The man took to social media to say he is at his wit's end and that he is pleading for the porridge whisperer to stop. Sometimes it's not just porridge that gets shouted. He wrote on social media that, quote, sometimes it's porridge time, Papa Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Or once it was... Or once it was Eat it before it goes cold Papa (laughs) (laughs) It's a good person (laughs) This is We've I think you know There's been times where We've maligned the English a little bit But Mm -hmm. I think they just Somebody over there just won back a shit ton of points. They've done the they've done the hard work. Good for them. It's porridge time, Papa Bear. <laughs> Eat it before it goes cold, Papa. 
<clears throat> the man wrote <laughs> that no porridge or food of any kind has been left behind, but that nevertheless, but he nevertheless begged the perpetrator, quote, if this is you, grow up. Oh, you've just guaranteed it's going to happen a lot more times. <laughs> yeah. You just basically said, I will give you more money. if I will give you money if you continue to do this. Right. <laughs> that is... Yeah, always, always tell someone who knows they're acting childishly that they should stop acting childishly. That's, because that it's stops childish. It. Yes, because it's, you're doing the thing that you intend to do. Stop. Yeah. No, this is great. This is great fun. And the, and you and you are getting the results. You're doing a thing that could that could very well possibly leave me with no idea if it matters or if anybody cares. But you are affirming that you are not only is it working, you are getting even better than the results that you wanted because they're taking right. because they're taking to the general public to tell everyone. And you're and you're quoting me while you do it. The funny thing I yelled about Papa Bear is making it. <laughs> It's porridge time, Papa Bear. <laughs> Eat it before it goes cold, Papa. <laughs> does it, does uh, this guy have any um the quote unquote victim? Uh-huh. Do they have any? I do, do they have any connection to porridge? Do they have any like? Is there someone? Is there any idea who this might possibly be? No, there's there's no idea, and I mean I'm sure you know. As we know from storybooks, all English people eat porridge, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think he is known for his porridge in any kind of way or for the way he eats it. Man, I I Good think about you. stuff like this in that I have – there's a couple people who have slighted me uh-huh. medium ways okay. like years ago who I've never mm-hmm. seen again. Like Are people, you talking about us? No. You, you're people that I'm around all the time so <laughs> or at least in contact with all the time. These okay. are people – these are minor slights that like really pissed me off at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, one, there's a, there's a promoter in another town who kind of – fucked us over in just kind of a dicky way. Yeah. And I often think about how, like, it's, you know, the type of revenge that I need to get on him is not, like, you know, there's no, like, violence and there's no, it doesn't even need to be monetary. Uh, right. But there is, but I, I do dream of, like, something like this that is, and it's so far away from the fact, like, it's, it's, it's years and years away from it. Uh-huh. I often kind of daydream about what it would be like to, to get revenge in a way like that. Like, that would be, if, if this, it would be the best thing in the world. Like, I, I hope to God that this is some guy who was just a real fucking dick to some bartender. Uh-huh. You know, in a very just kind of memorable way, and then this is paying off four to five years after the fact. You know, right? Okay, it would be you know, or or some guy, this guy who lived at this place wrote a bad review of a place that sells on porridge on Yelp <laughs> eight years ago and has no <laughs> recollection of it. Like I would, there was people who have given me a bad Yelp review back when I worked at bars, and I would uh-huh. love to track them down. And do something like this. <laughs> I would spend time to do that. Like it would be, you know, it just would be like an evening out of the universe. 
I think. Well, you know, you're not you're not causing any non-porridge related no, I would, harm. I don't want it's not people. These are no people that I want to hurt. I don't want to hurt yeah. them. The, the damage is nothing. It's it's Weird distress. Chaos you damage. <laughs> yeah. Mild hey, distress. Wait, so how what how many how many die sixes of chaos damage would that be? You know, I don't know because I, I feel like I'm I mean I definitely have a bonus of plus twelve. <laughs> Chaos damage, I think. Wow. I like to think I like to think that I have like a some some chaos damage bonus. Yeah. I mean, well, that's a secondary I, power of the amulet, right? I mean, it is a byproduct for sure. It is. It does right. raise the stats. To. It would yeah. work if it didn't have some it, sort it of do, chaos. It does have a chaos buff. Okay. For sure. What would you yell in their in their house? Would it be porridge themed or would it be something I would want to keep it not even related directly to the incident, you know? Okay. I don't know. Like, so I don't know. I'm trying to think like some of you gave me a bad Yelp review and said yeah. like I was, uh, you know, I was a dick to them and acted weird when they asked to sample 11 IPAs or whatever before they got their drink. <laughs> and I would like to just go <laughs> over there and, you know, just like leave a pair and I'll soiled underwear is too much. I'm trying to think of what I would want to leave there. Yeah, that, that would it's be like, some uh, damaging. Uh... Just, just every, every day they uh -huh. wake up. For, for months, and yeah. there's just a drawing of a penis, like a childlike drawing of a penis on a piece of paper uh -huh. that's just, uh, that's just like, you know, I lick a gummy bear on both sides and stick it onto their door with a gummy bear. Mm -hmm. And then it says, you know, write something and it'll just be pointing at the tip and say, the moldy end is you. <laughs> And just the same, but it's the same thing every day. And they're just right. like, why the gummy bear? Why is the dick moldy? How, how, why is it? What is happening? Right. And then, and then like one day in the middle and goes, it, it goes like, it, like it would just point to the scrotum and say shaved bald today. <laughs> it has a, it has a threatening feel to it without being threatening at all. But it doesn't. Yeah. You take that, you take there's... that to the, you take to the, that to the cops and they're like, I don't, there's nothing we can do with right. this right do you want us to process this as evidence do we yeah what do you how long i mean do they miss it do they are they vandalized or anything no it's literally i like a gummy bear on both sides and it's always it's always a it's always a yellow gummy bear you know yeah i i love the idea like it's porridge i mean there's kind of honestly i'm i'm trying to come up with something but there is literally <laughs> nothing better than it's <laughs> it's porridge time, Papa Bear. Hey, could you do? Could you so that good. voice as a rambly uh, British man or that saying? Porridge time, Papa I, Bear. I don't, yeah, I do wonder how they're yelling it. I like to think that they're not yelling it in like a scary, like it's porridge time, Papa Bear. <laughs> I love that. The, I like the it's porridge time, Papa Bear. Then, you know, <laughs> something real like <laughs> come get your porridge and just run away. I like it. I like it too. This is, I think we've identified one of the few previously identified. This is yet another INS hero. INS hero, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the nice. guy who was, was the guy walking around in the plague mask for a while. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. That was a, like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, that was a Brit. I think he was an INS hero. I might have been in Scotland. I would oh. love. I would love if they were to like catch this guy. And then, yeah, he does get in trouble, but the city just rallies behind him and gives him, like, a big GoFundMe, and he ends up making money off this and just, like, just kind of sets him up for... Then he gets a show on the BBC. And then it becomes a thing for people to see the, again, quote-unquote, victim 
and just yeah. openly yell at him that it's yeah, porridge exactly. time everywhere he goes. <laughs> the rest yeah. of his life he just gets yelled at, yelled to about porridge yeah he's just like he's in restaurants and he's just like eating with his family and then a thing of poor like somebody bought you a, uh, said you bought you a thing of porridge <laughs> well fuck it i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take it home and eat it <laughs> so our next story Mm. Comes to us from Nerdist.com. Oh, and this Mm. is, I'm sorry, our next story is an arts and culture story. Uh, We haven't, I don't think we visited the arts and culture corner for a while. So this is kind of exciting. Welcome back. Who who doesn't, who doesn't like arts or culture? That would be a Cretans. Cretan. For all life within the kingdom of Animalia, every day is a choice where you can wake up and choose violence. But Like Animalia, like, uh. Like fucking. Uh, it's an animal. Is, like Akira, is... like Akira, like well, J- like Japanimation. Akira would be, be uh, an animalia, but I think you're thinking of anime. No, okay. Mike's right. I think is it's it? animalia. Animalia. They used to call it Japanimation, but now it's animalia. <laughs> <laughs> but in the kingdom of plants, this has not been a choice until now. An artist named David Bowen, and I think he's American, but I couldn't quite figure that out, uh, has taken a philodendron and connected sensors that pick up its electrical signals. He then processes these signals using custom software that translates them into joint movements for a robotic arm that's holding a machete. And this is connected to the philodendron's planner. The work, called Plant Machete, then moves the robotic arm and swings the machete according to the plant's electrical signals. Other artists have also tapped into these signals and adapted them to make sounds or even plant-based music. In the past, plants have only been able to attack us via seasonal allergies or mild itchiness. But now, thanks to David Bowen, plants can also choose violence. Well, I would argue oh, that on. the seasonal allergies and shit is pretty fucking brutal. Uh, I mean, you know, for me, they they are. I don't. I I understand, but I don't understand the point. You know, just like this is no different than burying a landmine uh-huh. and claiming the dirt has it out for you if you step on that landmine. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, but, but this this he did this in the name of he hasn't. As far as I know, the oh, uh, you better say the name of science. Are you gonna? Are, is no, this the another, name of art. Oh, he did get a grant <laughs> though. He, he did get a grant from a nonprofit. God damn it! Why don't we have grants? We're doing something way. <laughs> he got a grant. We're doing something way cooler than him. I mean, him. We, we've never applied for a grant, so you know. Well, we should apply for all the grants. We can write for grants. Let's get some. Well, get get out there. Start writing. I'm not me. How do you write for a grant? <laughs> I don't know. You just you you say you got an idea. Uh huh. I got an idea. We give uh, quality information to the entire world, not just America, the entire world. We cover the entire planet, and Uh we do it with charm and panache and no Mm -hmm. spin. We've covered everything from Yorkshire porridge to Japanimalation in this one episode. (laughs) Japanimalation, yeah. I'm so tickled. (laughs) No, this is like the fish in the aquarium. It is. Yeah. It's a it's a it's arbitrary sh- thing, right? And they're claiming that there's some sort of choice involved in the, with what the plants do. No, doing. he doesn't. He doesn't claim there's any choice. He just it's just based on the electrical signals within the plant, and so it's randomly moving. He doesn't. So it's like a. So it's like not a, even random, but it's just based on the biorhythms within the plant. 
a device to kill 1970s James Bond is what this sounds yeah. like. Ooh, that would, I would watch the that movie. The Dundrum wants you mm-hmm. dead, Mr. Bond. Dr. I, Pussy Willow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't believe that an artist knows how to figure out how to hook up plant electrodes to a machete. I just I don't mean, believe it. You know, like, uh, there were all kinds of experiments in the 70s and early 80s about that where they hooked up a lie detector to plants and they got responses which they interpreted as like oh plants are doing all this stuff and that probably was not those things it was just the little electrical impulses but you can detect them and you've been able to we've been able to do that for a very long time i don't believe that plants have electrical impulses how do you think the cells communicate and move water are you talking about like a christmas tree because there's lights in it (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean it's just it's autonomous it's not like there's any there's no conscious thought behind it. It's just, it's how it, a plant sends nutrients to a certain part of itself or it tells its leaves to react in a way to preserve its life. Yeah. Is it with, are they plants can't commit suicide. That's gotta be like the ultimate test of, (laughs) you should see some of the plants that I've tried to make. (laughs) 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 Are they, are those electro, are those electrical signals? Are they, wouldn't they be static or do they like change if the, somebody's yanking a, or rips off a leaf or something like that, I guess. Yeah, they would definitely change for something like that. Or even just, you know, as like part of the plant gets uh, like thirsty and starts to dry out, it'll like send some signals going, hey, send some water up here. Uh, and that's yeah. just kind of the way organisms work. Like we have all kinds of electrical signals in our body that we're not really conscious of that they're mm-hmm. just... It's just like maintenance. I have complete 100% control over the electrical signals in my body. Can you control other electrical impulses around you? No, no, just ones in my body. Every, <laughs> every reaction and bodily function is a product of conscious we don't, thought. We don't want to know about your bodily functions. Mm-hmm. I just... I'm digesting food right now. It's difficult to talk to you while I'm <laughs> digesting food. <laughs> wow. Well, if, if many, we've talked about many brains several times. If many brains aren't alive then there's no way that a stupid plant is but a dumb well, no old, I, dumb I think plant. plants are, i think that they're all alive it's just they're not no they're not even alive <laughs> a new thing about many brains came up mm. oh, you heard a new thing oh you, no we covered that already so some competitor uh mentioned many brains recently like no, yeah, no it was like a, a, they play pong but we covered that like a year ago i think it was about, yeah it was something about fighting it's about fighting at raphael mm. i believe <laughs> Do we talk more about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles than than anything else, like, in a weird way? Let me ask you guys this. I mean, Uh obviously, ACAB, all cops are bastards. Does that count for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Do they count as cops? No, they're they're like vigilantes. So there's no due process in what they do. Oh, yeah, it is is summary judgment. Each individual turtle is, in their own mind, equipped to be... Judge, jury, and executioner. Right. Judge, Judy, and executioner. That's right. That's right. Many people would find them to be the villains. All the Foot Clan, they, they were just, it was just an after-school program for troubled youth. It would be funny if, uh, you know, all these all these right-wing cops uh, started trading out their, their Punisher skulls for Ninja Turtle faces. <laughs> <laughs> but real cartoonish-looking ones, like real yeah. rounded like yeah. yeah, just just Leonardo's eating a piece of pizza, <laughs> Michelangelo eating a piece of pizza, Cowabunga! Wow, was he the only one who said Cowabunga, or do they all say Cowabunga? I think I feel like and, it was more mostly on him. 
Where did Cowabunga originate? Was that Bart Simpson first, or I think it was. I think it was definitely Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then Bart. But I mean, it goes before that. I feel like I'd heard Cowabunga pre-Simpsons. I feel like that seems like a '60s surfer thing. See, I think. What do you think? It's a surfer thing. Look north to West Bloomfield, Michigan, and Eddie Keen. For the definitive answer, the 79-year-old lounge pianist and composer coined Cowabunga in 1949 while working as head writer for the Howdy Doody show. Only he spells it with a K. Actually, he spelled it Cowabunga. It's Howdy Doody time. Howdy Doody is like a weird one in that like we all know who Howdy Doody is. We know the phrase it's Howdy Doody time. Never seen Mm -hmm. it once. Never, ever once seen it. I know what Howdy Doody looks like, but yeah. Yeah. no desire. Isn't that where the peanut gallery comes from? Maybe we can get on something as being from the peanut gallery with Mike's section instead of looking up word origins. I don't well, know. I think people. Think, let's do one more. I think part, people want to know. I, I, okay, okay. Ask the listener. Okay. Yeah, listener, right now. Have you ever right. heard of Howdy Doody? And uh, like, I like, and it's a thing. Like, I'm sure you've heard someone say, "Look at this Howdy Doody looking motherfucker." Oh. I don't remember what that's for. From so. In during the vaudeville era, the peanut gallery was the were the cheapest seats in the theater and therefore the rowdiest, and often they were often known to heckle the performers. And the term owes its origin to the United States segregated South as oh, a synonym with the black seats or upper balcony mostly reserved <sighs> for black people. Way way to go, Brian. I hope now, you're proud of yourself. Now I know when I'm armed with arm, uh, knowledge and I can't say something anymore. So <laughs> Well, I mean, right. that's a good thing of like, I, I mean, I never knew that about the peanut gallery. I didn't know that? No, yeah, it was interesting. For sure. I just, I didn't. Now we all, we all, we all learned something. That's the thing here. That's the whole point of the international news service is learning mm-hmm. and selling vitamin pills for the alpha brain monkey mindset. <laughs> that's right. Which I don't think we brought that up, but if how, oh, are, no. are, are any of you uh, feeling like you can't maintain an erection for more than four hours? <laughs> Well, despite my discussing my priapism earlier in the episode, (laughs) maybe maybe that's I took way too much. Maybe that was six hours. Six hours is too much. Four hours is the Mm -hmm. exact amount of time. Oh, I see. That you need to take care of all the business in any Mm bathhouse you might go to. Making connections. Well, (laughs) I mean, I don't know, but it is a weird thing, though. I I would like to know uh, from the listeners, uh, howdy doody. I've never seen him. How, why do we know who he is? Why should we know who he is? It's not like my, I mean, my, I remember asking who is it to my dad and my dad, like on, oh, he's this puppet that would come out and we, I used to watch him when I was a kid, but he wasn't like, my dad was never like talking to me about howdy duty. Yeah. I can hear the song in my head. Yeah. And I'm very familiar with uh, seeing any red head person with freckles and somebody saying, look at this howdy duty looking motherfucker. <laughs> and I don't know why I know that either. Well, the peanut gallery did exist in Howdy Duty. That's what Buffalo Bob referred to the kids is all seated in the peanut gallery. Yeah, I, I think that the origin of that term by then had, you know, it was kind 80, of been yeah, it had been around for were, 80 years apparently when that was turned said. into just like huh. the cheap seats. Yeah. 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 The, row, the rowdy part, you know, the people who were, who were heckling the performers. Because, you, right. you know, no more comments from the peanut gallery. I mean, we'd be in the peanut gallery more than likely. I'd be side stage getting high with the performers. You've, you've reached a level of... Passing around a big blunt. Fame and success that... 
I'm no and, uh, I, I would help, be... and I'd be helping the other performers out, and they'd be helping me out. <laughs> There's a lot of that that happens. I hear. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mike, are you are you ready to move on to your segment? Sure, I am. Your oh. Latest road story. <laughs> well, on this uh, this is this this story is going to be called Keralting. Because I'm uh, traveling around this great big old country, going from town to town, learning things about each place. And ladies and gentlemen, I just came to a little town I like to call Hot Springs, Arkansas. Everyone else likes to call it Hot Springs, too, because that's its name. Hot Springs is actually pretty cool. I normally uh, avoid a lot of towns in the south, what with the uh, me looking like uh, a weak Willie, as they call me. Hey, we Willie. <laughs> Throw a roundhouse kick at him. They go, oh, oh okay. Wow. Well, maybe, maybe we'll let you go this time. No, but you know, you always consider the South a little bit of a backwards place. But um, uh-huh. uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas is actually pretty dang cool, and actually has quite a bit of history. Usually, uh, a lot of the history in the South starts and stops with uh, this is where we had a hate crime <laughs> that one time. <laughs> There's a lot but, of that. They're they're probably you know what actually but. Uh, Hot Springs kind of the um, Las Vegas of the South, or it was for a long time. I don't know that it is anymore. Now it's kind of more of a historical place. But so I went down, I went to the Ma Museum, and I'm a big fan of gangsters and gangsterism. A lot of gang members have asked me to join their their gang, to join their clique. Yeah. They've asked me to, uh, you know, help them learn gang strategy, how to uh, gang fight, and it definitely mm-hmm. had a dance, had a dance leading up to a gang fight, how to do the real, when you're a chance, that. when you're a crip, <laughs> you know you're a crip. <laughs> um, but I've never, I've always disclined, but I, I've learned a lot uh-huh. about uh, gang, gangs and gangsterism. And so here's the deal. In the olden days, Hot Springs, Arkansas was the gang it was a it was like a gang neutral zone where all the gangs oh, from from new york city chicago to um even some people from los angeles and stuff were uh-huh. all coming here and it was because of the um the bathhouses which are it's 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 flowing water directly from up in the hills these actual hot springs and they're really hot i, I stuck my hand in one too and my dick and uh they're really just those two body parts just those two body parts <laughs> then uh they there but they were you know like brian said before they were uh-huh. known to be these um helpful tonic waters and stuff like that okay. uh for instance uh al capone alfonso capone used to spend a lot of time here because he was horribly afraid of needles and he thought that they would help with his crippling case of syphilis died of syphilis uh, right yeah not knowing anybody in the last year of his death, he just couldn't remember who anybody was. In fact, uh, gangster Alvin Creepy Carpus said that he remembers him getting taken out of, of uh, Alcatraz uh, a year early because they just let him out because he was so mm-hmm. goddamn fucking sick and crazy. And he said, I remember remember standing out there and walking by him and seeing him and just seeing a little bit of drool coming out of his mouth because he was so goddamn shit bird crazy. But, you know, I, I, like I, I'm sure you guys know Al Capone. Uh, mm-hmm. You probably know uh, what Lucky Luciano, Bugsy Siegel, Meyer Lansky. These are all names you've heard of. But like, I didn't know until I came here. Like, the baddest motherfucker of all these guys was a dude. And let me ask you if you've heard of him. Oni Madden. Oni oh. Madden. How do you spell Oni? O W N E Y Madden. O W N E Y. 
this guy was fucking i'm like obsessed with and i don't like part of me is like i, I wish I, I maybe will come back and do more about him because i'm like super i'm very obsessed with him now and i only heard about mm-hmm. him yesterday he uh of course irish gangster bad as fuck shout out to the irish he was born in 1891 and he was born in ireland his family's irish but then he moved to uh uh, the UK until he was 11 and then came over to America and uh, was in New York City for a while. And he was just immediately a bad motherfucker, had killed, okay. a, killed a number of people when he had a thick British accent, killed a number of people like British Irish, you know, because his parents were Irish. Um, he's British. So that, that kind of an accent. And he, he joins, uh, he's killed a couple people by the time he's 16. He joins a club called, this is this, this, how tough is this? The uh-huh. Gopher Gang. <laughs> oh man so there are they- there's pictures there's pictures of the gopher gang too and they're all like they all look like uh newsies you know sitting there hey we're the gopher gang come on hey so um, they're not based on gopher from the love boat <laughs> gopher's based on them oh wow. gopher's based uh, on them sure they could never get laid they tried <laughs> constantly but they could never mm-hmm. get laid but no, so he's in this group called the, and immediately, like at a really young age, when he's like 16 or 17, they make him like the leader. And they're like a huge gang. And uh-huh. um, there are things there. One of the first murders he did, a rival, like a guy was like fucking asked out his girlfriend. So he like gets on a trolley and uh, follows this guy like way down into Harlem and finds him and just watches him for a while. Then that guy goes to get on a trolley. He just gets up and just shoots him in front of everybody a couple times in the head. Oh, wow. And people are like really scared of him, even though he's like 16, 17 years old. So uh-huh. he's going on and he's he's making a bigger name for himself. And he gets into it. There's a There's a gang. Gang, the gang called the Hudson Dusters, and oh, uh, which, that's a good name. That's a pretty good name. And and I at know. first I thought like, well, that's kind of a, a, a cute name. But the reason the reason why they call the Hudson Dusters is because their gang was located near the Hudson Bay. And then the Dusters is that's because they were all fucking hopped up on cocaine. They were like known to be like the most cocained out gang in nice. New York City at the time. So he goes and there's a dude uh, that he's trying to get there, and the way he gets him is he he has he calls the dude they're like ah we got to do a truce right see and uh he does a tr- and then he calls a guy and just keeps the guy on the phone while he has some of his dudes come in and just kill him oh wow and uh while he's on the phone just shoots him up and like you know here's the guy get killed on the phone it's like uh-huh, and puts the phone down did he say goodbye or did he just go uh Goodbye. I see you when I see you. I see you when I see you. I don't. I don't know. I, I can't do his accent versus the accent of that time. So, in but in 1915, he goes to prison for killing uh, a guy named Little Patsy Doyle. Uh, they have like a three-year fight with him, and he's in jail for like seven years and uh, sing sing. And when he gets out, though, he's like, he's like, fuck this. That was shitty. Like that being in jail really sucked. And uh, I'm not gonna go straight, but I got to figure out how not to be a wild man because he was just, you know, killing people in front of people and all kinds of shit like that. So he gets out and he's kind of like trying to put his shit together. And he gets out and he has a couple of like kind of sketchy jobs where he's just like, you know, at one point kind of a what do you call it? Like a, a not a loan shark, but an enforcer, just kind of going on and be. But then he finds like a. Break- 
leg breaker type guy. So yeah. then he kind of he goes and and he and by this time, uh, Gopher Gang's pretty much broken up after seven years because he wasn't there running it. And two, the other thing is prohibition has started. So he's like, aha, there's a there's some money to be made in here. So he gets into the prohibition game and really just kind of takes off takes off like really creating this big Irish syndicate. And his one of his main things, and he was apparently a really charming guy, was like, you know, the only way to not go to jail and do stuff is to get in bed with the politicians, get in bed with the police. So he's like a guy that starts encouraging, like, um, you know, getting – he's like, I'm Irish, all these cops are Irish, and just making connections with all these people people and kind of setting himself up in a place where he can't is less likely where he's able to pay off all these people um mm-hmm. and and at that time like uh the the italians the jewish people the 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 black people mm-hmm. all their gangs were kind of like at that time kind of settled away from um the the more political aspects of like bootlegging and stuff they were more like street crime okay. while the irish was kind of like leaning more in that in fact he gets in bed with a really big irish bootlegger a guy named joe kennedy and uh joe kennedy later on goes on to uh to uh have a couple kids uh that get uh murdered by uh assassins jfk and rfk and and so things go on and and eventually like he starts he he gets starts to be kind of famous Uh and uh and and he uh opens up he's trying to find legitimate business he opens up a club called the cotton club that oh. um and and he's like the main guy behind that and he's becomes oh, wow. he starts he's so huge he, he's he gets he gets this driver he's got this driver for him named george raft who's just this like a kind of guy yeah he sent the george raft oh, like i don't know i'd like to be an actor one day sends him off to hollywood and just like through his connections makes him like a huge gangster hollywood huh. guy uh he's real famous at the college club at the cotton club people like him and he's real nice all these you know celebrities are always coming in and uh jimmy cagney's looking for somebody to kind of base his gangster care off of completely bases it off off him like just completely it's all like man oni madden is like the guy to kind of like where he's like nice and charming but also can be real deadly all of a sudden so cotton club's getting big but there's also like a lot of heat kind of coming down on him he's dating a lady uh and he's like you know she's a broadway chick she's real hot he's like i need to uh she's like i'd like to do more with my career so he goes and gets her some work in hollywood her name's may west oh wow so he's things are kind of blowing up around there um and but the heat starts to kind of come back on him he starts to get into like a uh scuffle with there's so the irish gangs have kind of like split apart and there's a there's a dude who goes on his own named vincent mad dog cole who he's been he's a guy who's like extorting money from other gangsters and madden gets involved of like i gotta get this guy killed so what he does is goes and gets uh he goes and gets some chicks to go hang out with him and and kind of sets up like a double date and goes against he he doesn't go to jail for that but there's like a ton of heat on him so he's like i gotta get uh-huh. out of town and he's just starting to realize that like the way like capone and with all these other gangs like the gang stuff is just getting so big and hot between new york and chicago that he goes down for his own health anyway but he also like fudges a thing to like so he can get out of his parole violations so like i'm getting tb so i gotta go for my own health i gotta go down to hot springs because that's the only way you can cure it so he goes down to Hot Springs and ostensibly becomes just the master godfather in that, like, he 
takes over the police force there, makes friends with everyone here in town, and just turns this into this gambling, like reverses laws to make gambling legal for a long time. And it, was, it wasn't legal, but he had everyone in his pocket, so nobody yeah. would even try to do anything about the gambling laws. And turns, turns Hot Springs into this like just badass place where everybody wanted to go to. So it was neutral territories for all the other gangs, and they would come down here. And supposedly, like Capone and Lucky Luciano and Bugsy Siegel, they were all scared shitless of uh-huh. uh, of, of getting on Oni Madden's bad side. Apparently, he was, like, a really sweet guy, but if you got on his bad side, like, there's just, like, body after body of buried people that would just kind of disappeared. But, like, oh, wow. in town, from what I've seen, because I went on a bunch of little tours and stuff like that, and I've just been reading stuff, like... Everybody here loved him. Like he was just great with everybody. At some point, uh, Bugsy Siegel comes down and checks it out, and is like, "This is like the best fucking place ever. I wish we could do this out west." And apparently, Las Vegas is completely designed after Hot Spring, as far as like one strip. All the casinos are up and down this whole strip. Um, and like it is it, at the end, like I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure there's more stuff. Like I said, I only just kind of found out about this dude yesterday. But like in the end, like he dies like in his like 80s or 90s of just uh-huh. natural causes, beloved by the entire city. He married uh, he married a lady down here, uh, the 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 post office postmaster generals of the area's daughter and led this just like incredible life where he just taking care of people. Apparently he had a, he had a restaurant and, and the deal with the restaurant was if you can't afford to eat, we will feed you. Oh, wow. And he just every week would go by and, you know, pay off. They just keep a tab and he would just go pay the tab. So all these poor people would eat for free at this restaurant and uh, was really like, like, kind of like, you know, I don't, you know, I'm sure that, I'm sure he probably used the wrong language, but it apparently was like pretty cool with like, you know, book acts at at clubs because uh-huh. he owned a whole bunch of clubs in town, like book acts that were not segregated. Like he would try and do oh, nice. like not segregated stuff. I'm sure there was, you know, that's not to say that he probably didn't, you know, use a word or two that we don't use. And he, right. you know, right. he's a guy that murdered people. So, but um, it was an era. He got his it was education on the streets. It was an era, but yeah. but it was, it was just a crazy thing to see that like so much of like the way gangsters try to run things was like based off him. That that he was, and the, the other thing too is like he realized early on that notoriety was the worst thing you could have as a gangster. Right. So he was like incredibly like camera shy like the 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 the, the handful of photos you'll find of him are mug shots and stuff like that but he was apparently just huge like he was this guy that like al capone was like came here to pay his respects to him and like all these huge you know huge leaders of different families would come down here and pay respects to him and he was just this five foot four little little English guy that was, you know, apparently spoke with a, a, a quiet, quiet tongue that was just... Excuse me, he was um, Irish? He was born in England, family was Irish. Oh, uh, I see, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they moved to they moved to England, like, right before he was born. So I think legally he was English, but he was very Irish and, and you know, hired. His, his roots and gang guys were all pretty Irish. Uh, so, when you're in Hot Springs, 
give a little shout out to Mr. Oni Madden. Nice. That's crazy. I had heard, heard a story or I read a story about James Cagney getting in trouble with the mafia for the way he portrayed characters and George Raft smoothing it over. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I read the story as though like I should know why George Raft was the guy who smoothed it over. But apparently... Yeah, he 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 not acting. Yeah, I mean, he was you know they listed him as a truck driver that was good friends with Madden, which I mean that goes to you know goes to imply that he did you know more than just truck driving, or they right. at the very least he was truck driving illegal materials for him, which is pretty cool because like you know most of those even like noir guys they were all just like song and dance guys that you know did they were they were theater kids who ended up figuring out that they could you know do something else too right their voice got deep yeah 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 i don't know like again like a part of me was like ah, i was gonna do something else but i just got really stoked learning about this dude since i've been here and there's a story yeah Yeah. he's real cool looking too he just he looks very english he's got a very learn everything at the museum or did you like do some well and that's where i first found out about him was the museum but then kind of just bopping around like and then just yeah, reading about it and stuff too. There's a there's a pretty good book about him that I have bought but have not been able to read yet. Now is that is his Cotton Club the one and only Cotton Club, or is that a name that got used? That was the New York one. Yeah, that was like so the whenever, first big one. Because that gets referenced all the time, right? You yeah, that was that was the one. His club. Yeah, and huh. I think they they reference him in some like TV shows, but he never gets. I don't know. I never remembered who he was, you know, if he was like, they mentioned him and I guess that movie, the cotton club. And I guess they, they have his character as something in boardwalk empire, but he's not like, because he just kind of got away with everything. I think, I think most of the stuff that he did, people did for him after the fact, you know, he just right. built this crazy empire off of bootlegging and, and, one of the few guys that realized it's way better to not be famous for doing that kind of stuff. Al Capone loved getting his picture taken. Al Capone loved right. being famous. Yeah, and I, I've I've definitely heard of Hot Springs as like a mob hotspot or somewhere they would send you to oh, like huge, yeah, you know, just just to wait until things cooled off before you went back to the big city. Yeah, but I didn't know, you know, why that was. I've heard that in New Mexico as well. Yeah. So the there was a huge, I'm guessing then a huge mob influence in early Hollywood, right? Yeah. It yeah, sounds yeah. like that that was Yeah, for sure. There's clearly a connection there. Was and what was the what was the code that came out? The Kevin the, Hayes. Oh, the, the, the Hayes Code, yeah. The Hayes Code. Was that in in response largely to because one thing I noticed like stuff that came out before then seemed a lot kind of I mean not it was it's not crazy or anything, but like Mae West was a sex symbol. Right. Yeah. If you try to if you were to try to pin Mae West on on a timeline of when when America was comfortable with with Mae West being like there was just like this kind of a a peak of I don't know if grittier is the right word, but like more yeah. risque stuff in popular media. That was before and then the it goes Hayes away code. for a long time. Yeah. Right. right. It's and, just a, and- she was way more. Is there a name for that era? She was way. I, th- I think it's just pre-code in terms of movies, but she was way more, even more risque in on like Broadway. And when they brought her to Hollywood, even pre-code, they were just like, you know, I don't. I, we you you know you have to tone it down, and to the point where sometimes she would film a movie one way, but in advance she would write it like a a cleaner script. 
And then when they would go to cut it, she'd be like, well, I already, I already got that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> she said uh, of Oni that he was one of the nicest men he ever, she ever dated, but also the most vicious, but not to her. The good friends and like the main guy that staked the boxer, Max Bear. Oh, yeah. Uh, Max Bear was like a really big boxer. And then he had a kid, Max Bear had a kid. Named Max Bear Jr., oh, who was I the star, one of the stars of the Beverly Hillbillies. He yep. was Jethro Bodine. Oh yeah! So you can really see, He's... and you can really see, like you look at him and go, like, oh, I could see that he guy's dad like being yeah. a boxer, or him being a boxer, even. Well, that's. I mean, aren't that almost guy dated Madonna? All those images of, like the the prize fighter image. Like the the silhouette, yeah. I feel like when it says Max Bear, like a poster of him, yeah. yeah. He does kind of look with the with this Dukes up and that weird Queensberry Rules thing, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, do you think the international listener cares? <laughs> That's not the part with it. I mean, but do you think like so? I was saying earlier, you said RFK and JFK, and you obviously Robert F Kennedy and John F Kennedy, John right. Kennedy, future president. But do you think it's widely known outside of? of the u.s and maybe within the u.s that joe kennedy was a notorious bootlegger they're like they're... I, you know it's one of the things i've heard that before but i didn't really know that until yeah. and like know that verified until this that like that World like all War that II, i think washed a lot of people yeah 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 i don't yeah. think people realize like just even how much joe kennedy was involved specifically in his children getting into politics and like in in like and in financially ensuring that they would advance. Right. But, you know, I, I think that it, he's a really interesting person, but also really, really cool. And, so, and it, you know, that, that thing too, of like, just that, not that, not to minimize anybody else's uh, ethnic struggles, but for a long time, just that the Irish, the Irish, the Irish, problem you know there was like the irish problem that was just this thing that irish people were really like not not well thought of and not you know right. considered like lesser citizens and stuff and that Italians they kind of, you know and i don't i don't know that anybody i don't know that anybody made this decision and figured it out or they i'm sure they figured it out down the line but like the idea of being like well if we're controlling all the civil service if we get we're all getting jobs as civil servants and then we all kind of band together then the I apparently like the idea of having like an Irish president, um, you know, 20 years beforehand was insane. Right. Yeah. A Catholic. Yeah. A freaking papist. You know who also did that? The Scientologists. That's, what, that's how they got tax-free status. I can't wait till we get our first Scientologist president. <laughs> well, we all get, instead of a, a tax rebate, we'll all get... Certain levels of, of clearing. <laughs> yeah, we have free thetans. That's free right. thetan removal. You just have to stand in front of a TV for a certain amount of time. It is. Do they go to Colob or is that where Mormons go? That's where Mormons go. And I, that okay. was like the weird thing of like, and each time, um, I mean, I guess it's a it's a base that you don't want to, because there's enough of them, but it is like a crazy thing that like, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, like like the whole like, like the amazing uh, science fiction religion joke I made earlier. Um, mm -hmm. But like, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, there's it's a serious a, commentary you made earlier. Was... Uh, there's a majority of Americans who are, you know, Christian and whatnot. And like, while it is very as this is while Mormonism really on its own is absolutely no more silly than that. We're all really used to the Christian kind of 
setup of how things are. And like, man, compared to that, some of that Mormon shit is some real fucking psychedelic sci-fi. Like it gets Mm -hmm. real fucking nutty. And I was always so surprised that like nobody running against Mitt Romney ever pulled that out that nobody ever like mentioned like how, because you know, if there was a Scientologist candidate, you know that you would bring that up, you know, or if somebody was, you know, somebody's running on like some sort of like, even like the atheist party or like, or I don't know if somebody's running as an, as a, as a declared atheist or a, or a, or a whatever, just anything not Christian, yeah. I think you're going to get shit for it, you know, Christian or right. Catholic or whatever. But like, um, I don't know. I just thought it's so, it's always so crazy to me that somebody didn't go like, you know, this guy uh, puts on a robe to fuck, you know, <laughs> all that kind of stuff, which I don't know. Maybe you don't bring that up in the debate. I mean, Trump would have said it. Oh, right. yeah. This guy fucks through a hole. He puts his dick through a hole. There are people watching. <laughs> it's not a good Trump, but whatever. It's not we terrible. don't need it. We don't need a good Trump on this program. Yeah, I mean, that's true. There's plenty of those. Well, I mean, I think that I think now the operatives would bring it up for sure. There would be a there would yeah. be a yeah. It's too easy. I, I think Mitt ran before the internet turned into the kind of gross thing that it is now. So yeah, the, or the social media. Inaccurate. It was it was the it was like the early days of social media. Such yeah. innocent time. Brian even had a social media page back then. Yeah. What a what a weird world that would have been. Back mm-hmm. on Friendster. Oh, I did want to bring up one thing because okay. we were talking about Kennedy. I thought this is something you guys hadn't heard before. But did you know what? that John F. Kennedy had a secretary no. whose last name was Lincoln? What? And Lincoln had a secretary whose last name was Kennedy. Whoa. Yeah, I think we, we knew that. Did you know? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Seriously, what? Yes, we, we definitely, that's insane. You, you know what's crazy about, about that? Before. No, here, what's crazy about that is they both got shot and killed by the shooting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, that was pretty profound. Yes. Two things connecting them both. I'll, I'll, wow. I'll give you give you a piece of trivia too. Actually, mm. so you said that what was his name? Owen. Oh, oh, Oni Oni Madden. Oni Madden got. His girlfriend, Mae West, her career. But did you know that in May, when you say Mae West, we say like quote a famous Mae West line, everybody's going to say, come up and see me sometime, right? Yeah. That who yeah. the person she was saying that to, she got him his first big role. And that man was Cary Grant. So in a way, Oni Madden, we have Oni Madden to thank also for the career of Cary Grant. Or the casting agent who put him in that role. No, she wanted him in that role specifically. She put, did she have sex with him, you think? Wouldn't you? Come up and see me sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Cary Grant liked acid. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is true. Big fan. Did you really? So that wraps up another week of the International News Service. Find us across social media at International News Pod. Email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com. Every morning when you wake up, if you're not choosing violence, then how about choosing INS? Check out the INS merch store at Redbubble and our Patreon. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.